This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN. Everybody on? Good. Great. Grand. Wonderful. The Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN starts now. That's right, our number, uh, I don't know, is this technically two? Is it one? Is it two? Is it still part of one? Like, what do we call this? One and a half? Not even one and a half. It's like a half. Or a half? Half time? Half of an hour, right? Uh, but, you know, we're gonna for, for, for record-keeping purposes, we're going to say it's the second hour. That's what we're going to do. Even though we start at 6.30 now, so if you haven't heard and if you haven't made those switches in your life, well, you know what? Now is the perfect time to do it. Right? I mean, you didn't miss much in the first half hour. I got to be perfectly honest with you. You haven't missed much. Here's what you missed. <coughs> That's what you missed over the first 30 minutes of the show. Okay? And I'm confident enough to say that we're going to progress beyond that over the next two hours. But we are rolling until 9 o'clock, as per usual, at 800 919 3776. That is the telephone number. We're starting with the football because we are a few days away from the Jets. And the Giants kicking off their season. Got into the whole concept of Jets fatigue and how palpable a thing that is to the masses as they get ready to take on the Buffalo Bills in the season opener. And let's not forget about the Giants either. You know, because the Giants got themselves, well, yeah, it's a division game. It's an important game. It's not the end-all, be-all. I refuse to call it a must-win or anything like that. But it's an important game. You want to make a statement. And especially if you're a team like the Giants – who struggled so mightily in their division last year, despite the fact that they made the playoffs, they only won one division game. And you know that Philadelphia is going to be really good. You know that Dallas is going to be a good team. You know, there's a lot of optimism surrounding the Washington Commanders, but I need to see it before I can actually believe it, right? And you only get six cracks at this thing when it comes to your division games. You have four teams in a division, your chances are going to be minimal. And that's another reason why, you know, I I, I can't get just overly hyped into a division game possibly being the end-all, be-all for my season. You play 17 games in this NFL nowadays. You play 17. So you're telling me that the six that you play in the division are going to outweigh those other 11 games? You could go 0-6 in your division, guys, and still go to the playoffs, right? You could go 0-6 in your division, and probably there's still some crazy way you could still win your division. I'm not saying that that's recommended, and that's not what teams are striving for. But it's just going to be one game. And the Giants, yeah, you know what? When it comes to the matchup with the Dallas Cowboys, they have not had the upper hand, to say the least. They've lost 11 of their last 12. The Cowboys have been the better football team. So what better opportunity than Sunday night at home, national TV, for you to go out there and to change that trend? Perfect opportunity, right? You got a confident team. You got a confident head coach. You got a confident quarterback. Quarterback who you've invested heavily in. And you think that, all right, this is the guy that could get us where we want to go. So what does the quarterback think? What is the mindset of this team heading into this game? I think we're in a good spot. I thought, you know, we improved a lot throughout camp and, you know, made made a lot of progress to get to this point. Um, and I think we're ready to go. So, you know, we'll work throughout this week at practice and make sure we tighten up every little thing in the game plan and, and make sure we put our best foot forward on, on Sunday night. But I think we had a good camp. I think we're ready to go. I think they're ready to go, too. 
You know, I've talked about it all summer long. I like this Giants team. And I'm not jumping on any sort of bandwagon because they made the playoffs last year. I like what this team can do. I think they're headed in the right direction. I love the power structure, love the general manager, love the head coach. Do I think that it's a Super Bowl team? No, I do not. But I think the contrast between the Jets and the Giants, where the Jets and everybody is, you know, putting them in the Super Bowl and all these other things, I think it's a complete opposite for the Giants in the sense that I think the Giants are getting woefully disrespected and not given enough credit to. You know, we ran through the list last night on the show. That stupid football power index thing that they were doing on ESPN.com. You know, what did they have the Giants? 19th in the NFL? I mean, that's too low. I'm sorry. And some of those other teams that they had ahead of the Giants were, I I, I mean, laughable. Absolutely laughable. You know, I don't think Minnesota's a better team than the New York Giants. I don't think the New England Patriots are a better team than the New York Giants. Just to name a couple that they had ahead of them on that list. I'm sorry. And isn't it interesting, too, that the one guy who, I think it's safe to say probably, was the name most talked about in Giants circles all throughout the offseason, leading into training camp, is somebody now that you really don't even hear a peep from. You barely even hear his name mentioned, and that's Saquon Barkley. The whole messy contract stalemate. How much was he going to get paid? How much does he think he's worth? And then thankfully they got that thing resolved right on the eve of training camp, so it wasn't going to be a distraction in any way. Now, poor Saquon, he got the raw end of the deal, unfortunately. But he's just another guy on this team now, right? Because nobody is talking up this club and what they can accomplish this season. And maybe that's a good thing because in a way, you almost look at it as this is a guy that has a lot to prove. If he wants to get paid next offseason, even though he's going to have to deal with the same garbage he probably dealt with this past offseason, he's going to have to go out there and have a big year. So that's a win-win for the Giants. They're the ones that benefit from this. So Saquon was asked that question in regards to Those division rivals, Dallas, Philadelphia. How important is it to beat those teams so you can take the next step as a football team? You know, I think that's a a way you can view that. Um, But for us and for myself, it's important to take that next step because that's the game that we have this week. That's 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 the mindset and the focus we have. That's the opponent that we have. Understand we weren't able to beat Dallas and Philly last year, but that was last year. Um, It's a whole new year. We got a great opportunity in front of us, and we got to take advantage of it. All right, let's do some hypothetical here for a second, right? Because we got some time to play with. Why the hell not? I'll ask the Giant fan. You lose this game on Monday to the Cowboys. Does your outlook waver in any way on this football team and what they could accomplish this season? Right? Does it? I don't even care if you have to qualify it as how you lose. That still doesn't matter to me. Like, if the Giants go out there on Monday and lose, or Sunday night, excuse me, and lose 31-0 to the Cowboys at home, I'm not going to sit here and think any bit differently about them and think that they still can't accomplish the things that maybe we all think that they could achieve this year. It's one game. Nothing more, nothing less. Now, it's a little bit disappointing that, okay, you still haven't been able to solve a team that you're in competition with, but everything is still out there in front of you. 
You play 17 of these, you get multiple opportunities. That's the beauty of the NFL season, man. 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. One guy that's ready for this one is their shiny new toy on offense. How about Darren Waller? I've said before, uh, growing up in the house with my parents, NFC East fans, you know, I've, I know, I know the history. I know how heated and competitive these games have been over the years, and uh, I know what I'm about to step into on Sunday. And I'm, I'm honored to take the field. I can't see. I, I cannot wait to see what Waller accomplishes this year in this offense and with this football team. That is a major, major pickup for Joe Shane if he could just stay healthy and stay on the field. And he and the quarterback are going to be best friends really quick if this whole thing comes together like the Giants think it can. And you know what? If they stay healthy, I think it will. 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. Let us say hi to our pal Lonnie in Harlem. Up next on 98.7 ESPN. Hello, Lonnie. How are you? Hello, Mayor Quimby, Joe, Sir Harvey. I don't have laryngitis. I'm not coughing up my lungs or anything like that. Shout out to the company, of course. How we doing, family? <clears throat> I mean, my goodness. I think I, every time I call here after one of these bad calls comes through, I and I speak to I speak to Joe. I almost scream at him because I tell him like, "Yo, we we got to do things better." Like the, the the screen caller needs to get a little bit more sufficient because some of these calls are outlandish. No, you're right, so uh, Lana. You're right about that. Lonnie, you're right about that. And, and I and, and look, this was truer words have never been spoken, by the way. Okay, and this was taught to me many, many, many moons ago. Okay, when I was starting out on this crazy journey. And I remember once upon a time, you know, the, the person that was in charge of the radio station said that a bad caller can absolutely destroy a show. Can destroy a show. The rails. Off the rails. Because, Lonnie, I'll tell you this. Lonnie, I'll tell you, and and just from personal experience, I'm sitting there, if I'm listening to a program or watching a pro, whatever, and they they invite somebody on the show and they're horrible, I'm going to be the first one to change the station or to turn it off because, you know what, it's almost like the car wreck that you don't want to look at on the side of the road. That, that's that's the truth. I mean, if it's, as long as it's a good show, you know, as long as the host is good, you know, per se yourself, you know the show will come back to life. And I already knew it will come back to life, especially with callers like me. And I'm sure yes. other callers that actually know that actually know what they're doing when they pick up the phone. I'm like that guy. I mean, he didn't even know to dial to the station. What a hack. Anyway, um, yeah, I called them to talk about my Giants. You just basically asked the question while I was basically getting put on hold to see if the Giants per se lost this game on uh, Sunday night. Would it change my out view as a Giants fan on the season? Not necessarily, Dan, but listen, man, we've only beat this team one out of the last 12 times. To me, it's time to put the Cowboys in their place, to be honest with you. Because every year you hear these little cowgirls, oh, we're going to win the Super Bowl. Meanwhile, you can't even get past the first or second round of the playoffs, okay? So, I. I as far as I'm concerned, I've been around for 33 years on this earth. I think the Cowboys have won maybe three playoff games. The, 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 the Giants have won, what, maybe three Super Bowls since I've been alive? I mean, you know. Well, if you, you, so if you, if you were born in 1990, they've won three Super Bowls. No, I was born in 89. So, yeah, won three, they, they won three. Basically right, but, since, but since they won that third Super Bowl, they haven't really won much. That's the problem. Right. And that was in 1995. Right. 
Right, but look how exactly. You see how long ago that was? And recently, the Giants have won more than them. Now, let me get to your Jets, Dan. I, once again, big Aaron Rodgers fan, best quarterback to me that ever played the game, throw the football, whatever you want to call it. But um, once again, that offensive line needs to do what it has to do in order for that man. Now, I know he can get the ball out quick. You know, you can always come up with slant routes and, you know, play action. And now that you got Dalvin Cook, you got that extra blocker in the backfield and stuff like that. But I, the only thing I'm really worried about as far as for you Jeff fans is that offensive line because that's basically the only real thing that you really heard about during the whole preseason. And watch out hard knocks last night. The last episode was actually pretty good. Um, all, all episodes were pretty good. And um, it, it, it kind of just showed you, like, I'm not going to – if I was a Jeff fan – I don't know how some of y'all are standing your skin watching Hard Knocks because, whew, I mean, man, it makes you kind of want to, like, really, you know, I can understand why some Jet fans and why uh, Reed is saying certain, well, maybe not Chicago, 85 bids. There's no way you can get to that because you can't even hit the quarterback like that or hit players like that anymore. No, not anymore. But as a Jet fan, if I was y'all, man, y'all got a real reason to be excited. And as a Giant fan, we got real reasons to be excited too because we actually have a head coach and a GM, and we just got to really see if our – quarterback is worth the 40 million that we decided to give him but dan thank you for taking my call once again shout out to the company joe leo or harvey let's take some better calls please thank you oh my god lon lonnie good phone call good phone but it's true it's true i'm not gonna get on my guys either not gonna do that but it's but it, it just goes to show you sometimes like bad calls can destroy a show and I'm a stickler to that. And and that's the one thing that I try to maybe like impart on folks is that just because you pick up the phone and you call, it's not your God-given right to come on the air. You don't have to come on the air. You're not paying to come on the air, right? If you're not going to offer anything or if you don't bring something productive to the show, you don't get on the show, right? We're only trying to bring some more productivity to the program. That's what we try to do. That's what the callers do. They enhance. They supplement the show. Not try to drive it off the highway. Where's my mouse? <coughs> like that. 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. Grasso with you till 9, right here on 98.7 ESPN. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. 
That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. This is the Dan Grasa Show on 98.7 ESPN. This has got to be, this is going to be what, my sixth year with the Jets? Hands down, the hottest ticket so far in the last five years. Hands down. People hit me up left and right. You got tickets, you got tickets, you got tickets, you got tickets. That never happened before. I wonder why. But the crazy thing about it is if this thing goes according to plan, this is just going to be like one of many all season long that people have to be there for. Must watch. You've got to see what's going on. What's happening at the uh, Harvey? Find out what's happening at the tennis here. Like security is all running around. Something, and I saw somebody like run up and out of the stands. Like there's been some weird ass fan behavior at this tournament so far. And they're only in the first game of the match. And they're already like trying to get people to find out what the heck just happened. It was from the expensive seats too on the lower level there. I don't know if you get some volume and see like what they're talking about. But yeah, see what they're doing. Like what happened? Something land or something like, because they're like on the ground. I don't know, whatever. We'll talk about it. Uh, let's say hi to Bobby in Long Island, who's up next here on 98.7. Hello, Bobby. How are you? Hi, Dan. Uh, when you were talking to Don last week, I was talking about the Jets being ranked 29th in turnover rate. Yes. And got one turnover the last, one turnover the last eight games that you responded well. The defense only gave 20 points and, and five games in those eight loss. Um, but I totally disagree. I mean, getting easy points when you disconnected it, I wanted to continue. To get easy points in this league is extremely important. And if they don't get easy points, when the teams are so close in the division, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. And I just want to make a Mike Evans point, but I just want to get your response before I go to Mike Evans. Obviously, you want to create turnovers. I mean, 100%, but I don't think that's the end-all, be-all from making the playoffs or not making the playoffs. But if they only get one turnover the last day, I'm not saying you have to beat the Chicago Bears at 85, but you got to get more than one turnover they're not in the last eight games they got one turnover there i don't need to get in the playoffs winning like that i don't care who's your quarterback well we'll or, see what know. happens like i said we'll, we'll see what happens there's a lot of a lot of i think you know with with dj reed making the comments he made a couple of days ago it's just added a little bit more fuel to the fire for a lot of people that want to pick apart uh the football team and specifically the defensive side of the ball you know how i feel about the defense i think it could be oh, it's a great absolutely one of the, the top unit, units in the league but it can't they, they can't be i don't think they could be a championship defense without getting no you and and, and, and that's something they're yeah. preaching too, Rob. Or yeah. absolutely, a hundred percent. They know that. Oh, can we get to Mike Evans? I know. I know you're short for time. Um, you know, he got two. Uh, wide receivers, an old receiver, and a guy that drops a lot of passes, and three of those guys haven't won a playoff game in two years. So you know, with Rogers, Coach Rogers, and I got a KC receiver that's been injured a lot. Now they, I think that after Wilson, they're average at best. They they got to go after Mike Evans. I mean, this guy they have a second round. I know they don't have a first round if they win eighty percent of their games next year, uh, but they have a second round. I don't think I think they could get a second round for Evans because Evans is an older receiver, veteran receiver. He does get hurt a lot. I don't think he's going to. They're going to get a first rounder for him and they have a couple other picks i mean what do you think i think in order for them to succeed in the playoffs they get into the playoffs they have to have more than just wilson i don't not trust these wide receivers they have right now uh i i don't think that receiver right now bobby is is high on the priority scale for how they would maybe look to go out and improve the team before the deadline deadline i believe is october 31st halloween this year i mean I, I'm, I'm comfortable with the set of receivers that they have 
you know, Lazard certainly has a lot of chemistry with Aaron Rodgers. McCole Hardman, when healthy, is a speed demon. He's a weapon in the slot in this offense. Randall Cobb is somebody certainly who goes back with Aaron Rodgers. I think he still has some football left in him. And, oh, by the way, I, I say untapped potential of this tight end group because the Jets haven't had a tight end that really contributed to this offense since Dustin Keller, and that was over a decade ago. But now you have a quarterback who can distribute the football and get his tight ends involved. I think the tight ends, a couple of them are going to have big years this year in the passing game. You know, wh- whatever type of move they do make by then, I don't think it's going to be for a wide receiver, given all them staying on the field. Apparently what happened with the tennis, and they went to commercial real quick, is that I guess they called for first aid. There was a, a, a fan who needed medical attention, passed out, or something like that. And you know what? It's not just the – I mean, the conditions are brutal, obviously. I mean, we're all here in, in the area. You know what the weather is like. I mean, I feel so damn bad for these players. Like, half of them are ready to, like, pass out out there. I mean, it's just brutal playing in this stuff. When the humidity and the air circulation in Arthur Ashe Stadium is not good, they keep the roof open – you get no air down there. I can remember a match, had to be about five, six years ago, on Labor Day. It was a night session match. Federer played um, John Millman from Australia, and actually Millman beat him because Federer couldn't even breathe that night. And, and I remember after the match, like, he went right into, like, the trainer's room, which is, like, right off the court. And they said he, like, basically, like, laid in that trainer's room on that trainer table for, like, an hour after the match. Because he had to get his breathing right. Like, it's just impossible conditions. And so, yeah, does it shock me that a fan was maybe feeling it? Absolutely. I and mean, it's it's awful. You had players um, after the match today. I saw Andre Rublev was asked about it in his press conference, uh, just about these conditions and how these players are having to you know, fight through this stuff. It's awful. And what's odd about it is when you think about the U.S. Open, yeah, I know on the calendar it's the end of the summer, it's supposed to be hot. But historically, if you get a couple of these, like, brutal days, it's in the first week of the Open. Not week number two when there's supposed to be, like, a little bit of cooling and stuff. And it's supposed to get cool, actually, in a couple of days. So it's going to be probably a little bit better of a weekend. Not like this. This has just been awful the last three, four days. Let us say hi to uh, Paul in D.C. up next here on 98.7 ESPN. Paul, how are you? I'm doing good, but you and the screener should apologize for that first call uh, of the night. Painful. Anyway, <laughs> you want to see production. Two and a half sacks from Michael Parsons. Uh, Brown, Neil, no one on that uh, Giants line can block Parsons. And your two rookie defensive backs in the Dory Jackson going to be torched by Lamb, uh, Gallup coming back, and, uh, and Brandon Cooks. Uh, after week two, Cowboys will own New York City, beating the Giants and the Jets. Go Cowboys. Wow, That's Paul, you sound like a Cowboy fan, if I'm not mistaken. You're goddamn right. There he is. He's a Cowboy fan. So, I mean, you have to take that with a little bit of grain of salt because he's biased, obviously. Hey, Cowboys have a hell of a chance right out of the gates. First two weeks, you can beat the Giants, you can beat the Jets, you can shut up New York. But again, even if that happens, I'm not going to sit there and make any sort of reservations for a Cowboys Super Bowl parade. It's two games. It's two games. It means nothing. Shoot, there have been teams that started 4-0 and have missed the playoffs. It happens. He does make a point, though, about Micah Parsons. I will agree. And that's one of the things you watch with this football game on Sunday night. Dallas could come at you in waves when it comes to these edge rushers. They got dudes. We talk about Parkin, or Parkins, Parsons. 
Demarcus Lawrence, of course. Sam Williams is a really good-looking second-year player who could be a major problem. Don't forget, you got Dante Fowler, who's still hovering around with this Dallas defense. I mean, it seems like he's, like, jumps from team to team to team over the last couple of years. But you got Fowler part of the mix here. Um, that Giants offensive line is going to be tested. Obviously, you like Andrew Thomas, but those other parts on that line, they worry a little bit. I don't love the guards. I think the center, the rookie Schmitz, I think he's going to be a good player, but the learning curve is going to have to be accelerated here because I think the guy on either side of him is not somebody that I necessarily trust. And Evan Neal out on that island at right tackle, he's got to step it up big time from what we saw from him as a rookie last year. 800-919-3776. Grasa till 9. We're coming right back. We're talking football, 9870 ESPN. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. This is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN. I'm trying to get some more information about this, you know, what's going on over at the tennis with the fan passing out and players have been grumbling about the conditions and I get it's their job, but it, it, it's just brutal. And the one thing about Arthur Ashe is that stadium, for those that have been to it or have been to it, you know, they got the roof open. So there's just no air circulation whatsoever. And I can remember the, the Shea Stadium days, or you know, many, many moons ago, when I would be covering games and sitting in the press box up there at Shea. Shea was dirty, you know, like the press box and the press. I mean, that was, you know, the upkeep was not great. But the one thing that I remember among others too, is that you're, you're sitting in that press box and this was open air, right? There weren't any windows or anything on those hot summer days and those summer nights where the humidity was just like through the roof. It was stifling. Like there was just no air that was circulating in that box whatsoever. So you felt like even dirtier and grimier than you normally would just from touching all that stuff. And I can imagine that's how those people are feeling out there. Plus, when you throw in, you know, all the drinks and everything that those folks are having out there and spending a pretty penny on that, you know, that, that that's not conducive to kind of beating these conditions. But anyway, you hope that nobody gets seriously uh, stricken with any of that stuff. Let's say hi to uh, Paul in Queens, who is up next here on 98.7. Paul, good evening. How are you? How you doing, Dan? I want to wish you a, a good year. Thank I you, Paul. I hope the, the shoes in question that you stomp Buttle. You know, I'm looking forward to that. Oh, the, the, the shoes oh. in question to stomp Buttle. <laughs> <laughs> yes. A couple of quick points. First on that other call, the other Paul from Washington about uh, the Cowboys. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Let's see week, week, week two at 425. 
game. Paul, Listen, don't, Paul, don't worry about the Cowboys yet. You got a tough one on I'm Monday not first. About the Cowboys. I want to. I want to make a good point. Yeah. I love the moxie. I don't care what anybody says. I haven't seen this moxie since Bart Scott, since Cromartie and Brelin Edwards in that in, in, uh, during that playoff run when we uh, we we almost made it to it. We almost made it to play Green Bay. One quick point. Yeah. The key to the game, in my opinion. Al Woods and Quentin Jefferson, and I'll tell you why. Two bodies, one a big body, one a, a big body but more athletic. They stop the run, and you put, you know, Allen, Josh Allen, in, in the fact that he has to run the ball, and to a lot of pressure, he'll make a mistake. That's the key to the game. Dan, I wish you a lot of luck, and I'll be talking to you during the year, my friend. Thank you. Paul, appreciate it as always. Look, Josh Allen, there was one thing about him last year, even when the Bills were really, really good. He's prone to the mistake. I mean, think about that Jet Bill game at MetLife Stadium last year. I think it was the opening drive of the game where Buffalo went all the way down the field, got inside the red zone, and Josh Allen scrambled right. It happened like right in front of me from where we were sitting. And then he just inexplicably threw the ball right to Jordan Whitehead. Right to him. Like from, from five yards away. So, yeah, he's prone to mistakes. But you know what? All quarterbacks are. The thing about the two guys that that Paul brought up, Al Woods, Quentin Jefferson, and Al Woods especially. Al Woods is a massive human being, and his job is basically to sit there and stuff the run, to plug the gaps. That's what he's there for. But Buffalo, remember something. You know, their forte is not necessarily running the football. That's not their thing. You know, their leading rusher, returning leading rusher from last year is Dalvin Cook's little brother, James Cook, and he had like 500 yards. Okay, their leading rusher is essentially a quarterback. That's the way they dial up their offense. They put the ball in his hands. It creates mismatches for the defense because you have an athletic quarterback who could do multiple things. But those two guys, that just speaks to what I've been talking about here about the depth of this defensive line and how dangerous it can be. They could come at you in waves, and they've got so much depth. And Robert Sala and Jeff Ulbrich, they're just going to keep shuttling fresh bodies in and out of that lineup. So that in the fourth, here's what you hope for in the fourth quarter, okay? Fourth quarter, Jets have a lead. This is of any game, not just Monday. Jets have a lead. The other team's offense is maybe sucking wind a little bit. The offensive line is a little gassed, and they're in having to play catch-up mode, having to throw the football, and those fresh defensive linemen for the Jets can just pin their ears back and go get the quarterback. And then you got to feel good about your chances of winning those battles because you're going to have the fresher legs. 800-919-3776. Anthony in the Bronx is up next here on 98.7. Hey, Anthony, how are you? I'm doing good. Thanks, Dan. I'm a big fan of yours. I actually like listening to your pregame. I'm a Giants fan, but I like listening to the pregame Jets uh, stuff because of you. There you go. See that? Anthony's a Giants (laughs) fan, and he's listening to Jets pregame. That's what we like to hear. And, Anthony, let me tell you something. If you've liked the shows in the past years, what do you hear Monday night? Like I said, Monday night we've got got special guests galore that will make you fall over. (laughs) <laughs> no, I, I love it. I love it. I can't wait. Uh, especially if they win. Oh, I, I can only imagine how excited you guys will be. Oh, you kidding but, me? Um, if, if they win, I'm t- I'm t- Anthony, I'm telling you, I, I can see it now. I'm, I'm closing my eyes and I'm putting myself up on that stage in the coaches club. If they win that game on Monday, I might as well be up there spinning records and DJing uh, a New Year's Eve party in the countdown to midnight because that's what that club is going to look like after the game. Oh, my goodness. They'll win. But I wanted to get to my Giants point. Yeah. I, I, got, I got pissed about that previous caller, the Cowboys fan, 
because, one, I expect our O-line to be better. I think Evan Neal is going to take that next step, just like how Andrew Thomas took that next step in the second year. And second, I don't think people talk about our defense enough. I think our run defense is, much, is going to be much better because, one, last year, Thibodeau wasn't fully healthy. He started getting, getting – he started to get going at the end of the year. Ojolari wasn't fully healthy. Now we have Isaiah Simmons. We have a better linebacker. So our run defense is going to stop the Cowboys. It's going to force Zach to throw. And we already have better corners. So I don't think we're going to win because of our offense, but I think we're going to win because of our defense. So that's what I want to do. And before I, I hang up, I want to talk about the U.S. Open. I was watching the earlier match. Yeah. Yeah, they, I think the U.S. Open did a terrible job, especially the number versus number eight. I forgot their name. I apologize. But the referee he, or the umpire, he wasn't giving them enough time. And they were dying on the court. And he was just making them serve quickly. And you could see that they were complaining. And they should have closed the roof. I think people were being exhausted. You could tell they were just not playing the full game. I would change things up for the U.S. Open after that. Well, Anthony, you know what it is? And look, I, I thank you for the phone call. And everything you said about the Giants, the guys on defense, spot on. I like the defense, too. I think the Simmons – look, I thought Simmons was going to be – a freak coming into the NFL. That's what Arizona thought, but you know what? Wrong situation, wrong time. It didn't work out. I think the Giants are getting a steal with Isaiah Simmons. Um, as far as this, the, the, the tennis goes with the conditions, here, here's the thing, and, and, and this is also one of the many reasons why whenever I sit on my or stand on my soapbox and talk up tennis and the admiration I have for these players and, and, and the truly, like, all-time greats, one of the reasons is, you know what? You can't sub out. You can't call timeout. You can't have them throw the ball to somebody else and you just stand there as a decoy, right? It's you and you alone. You have to problem solve. You got to fight through the adversity, the conditions, what you're feeling. It's you and you only. And that's why I think these men and women don't get enough credit for that type of stuff. Um, but as far as the rules, look, they've got a serve clock. That's in play. It's at the discretion of the chair umpire as to when you start it. A lot of players gripe with that, and they take issue with the ump because they think that they're maybe a little bit too quick on it. And especially that happened during the, um, like when we were in the COVID years and, you know, the year that followed to where you didn't have the towel boys or anything like that or the, the, the towel kids who would come and bring the players the towel. Like they have to actually physically like walk over and get the towel now to, to wipe the sweat off, which takes time. You know, like what can you do? You got, you can't run over there. You can't fly. You have to go pick up these things yourself. So that's one of the issues that they take exception with, but the rules with the, the roof and all those other things, Hey, it's an outdoor sport. The only way they're going to close the roof. And that's that at the discretion of the tournament director too, is if there's precipitation. Or if it's raining, the conditions. What about you know you're playing matches, for example, in 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 out in courts that don't have roofs, right? You can't just like tell Mother Nature, hey, can you you tone the wind down a little bit? Can you maybe have it stop? No, that that that's part of sports, in any sport. So as long as it's not like raining or anything like that, the the roof's going to be open. This is the Dan Grasser Show on ninety eight point seven ESPN. <laughs> Looks like we're going to get a second. American female into the semifinals of the U.S. Open because Madison Keys is whooping up on Vondrosova 
Five love in the first set. I thought Keys would win this match. Now, Vondrosova was the one who came out of nowhere to win Wimbledon in July. Um, when Wimbledon started, she was like the, I forgot what it was. She was like something like the eighth or the ninth ranked Czech player in the world from the Czech Republic. And after winning Wimbledon, she became the eighth or the ninth ranked player in the world, period. That's how fast things can change for you. But she's been battling a shoulder issue, and I thought that Keys could feast on that. Keys hits the ball like, you know, she's hitting the cover off of it. And so far, so good in the first set. So if this holds, you're going to get Madison Keys against Arena Sabalenka in one semifinal. Coco Goff is already in the other semi against uh, Carolina Mukhova. So you possibly can have an all-female, American-female final at the U.S. Open. We shall see. I think Goff has a better chance only because Keys is going to be playing Sabalenka in that next round, and Sabalenka is the best of the bunch left. But I wouldn't put it past uh, Madison Keys to to hit Sabalenka off the court. That should be a very entertaining match if it happens. On the men's side, Ben Shelton last night beating Tiafo, so Shelton now has the unenviable task of playing Novak Djokovic on Friday in one of the men's semifinals. And, yes, I do think that Shelton could actually get a set off of Djokovic and can throw him off of his tempo and his rhythm a little bit because the dude just goes out there and plays like he has got nothing to lose. And the guy's hitting winners from, you know, five feet back behind the baseline. Youth sometimes serves you best, especially at this tournament, because it's the end of a very long, grueling season on tour, and sometimes the fresh legs could benefit you. So Shelton Djokovic in one semi. Medvedev is on to another semi where he will play the winner of the match tonight between Alcaraz and Zverev. Um, Zverev, I think, under different circumstances, could give Alcaraz a little bit more of a push than I think he will tonight. And I say that only because Zverev's last match, it was four hours and 41 minutes. He played till like two something or two o'clock in the morning uh, on, what was it, on Monday night against Yannick Sinner. I don't know how much he has left in the tank. Alvarez is or Alvarez. Alcaraz is the fresher player. So I would expect Alcaraz to get through tonight and uh take on Medvedev in the semis. But shaping up to be some good, good final fours here this weekend over at the tennis center. Let us say hi to Johnny in North Bergen, who is up next here on 987. John, how are you? How you doing, Dan? Uh first time, long time, but nice. I'm a big fan. Nice. Good to have you, Johnny. What's going on? Thank you for taking my phone call, Dan. Um, listen, I'm gonna talk about my G unit. Uh, I don't. I'm gonna piggyback off the last caller. Yeah. And going with the that cowboy fan who called. Um, my Giants have a. You know, they the offensive line has to step up. Evan Neal has to step up. It's got to be better. They have to. They have to shut down Michael Parsons because he's dangerous, like you were saying, because he is a dangerous man. Um, but they shut him down and give DJ time. DJ will take their defense apart because um, he is he throws a beautiful ball. He's so accurate, and now he has weapons, you know, as receivers and Darren Waller, you know, like he has weapons now, Dan. So, like, just give DJ time, shut down Micah, and I believe we could win this game, Dan. Johnny, I, look, I, I mean, easier said than done, of course, with any of that stuff. And, and I thank you for the phone call. Here's the, and I said this, I think, last night. I'll, I'll repeat it for those that didn't hear it. 
Daniel Jones last year, one of the things he actually did really, really well was hook up with the tight end. Okay, I think he had the fifth highest passer rating in the NFL last year when targeting the tight end. They didn't have Darren Waller on this team last year. Now they got Darren Waller. Think about how much more efficient and more productive he can be and this offense could be as a direct result. You got to be excited if you're a Giant fan about this offense, what the addition can Waller for do, not just for the whole unit, but for the quarterback as well. Tommy in Connecticut is up next here on 98.7. Tom, how are you? Uh, Dan, I'm amazing. We got, we got football. It's, how about that? Think, let that let that simmer for a second. We've right, just, got just say that aloud. football. <laughs> it's God. real foot. Not this preseason Fugazi stuff. Real football. And we got both locals on standalone games this weekend. Uh, so I'm, which means four games, four games during the day in New York on CBS and Fox. What more could you ask for? Oh, my God, you're going to wear out that last channel button just going back and forth. <laughs> uh, but so what you opened with talking about the, uh, the jet fatigue, as you so eloquently put it, I understand that. I think a lot of it had to do with how long the, the Rodgers mystery went on for before he was even a jet. But I don't understand the, uh, the jet hate from my fellow giant fan brethren because, uh, uh, last time I checked, they're playing the NFC East this year. So uh, aside from the one week that we go head-to-head, I'm kind of pulling for the Jets to maybe knock down the, the Cowboys and the Eagles a peg or two. Here's the thing. I, I Look, I, and you'd have to ask each fan, you know, it's up to them on an individual basis. My perspective, now look, I look at it a little bit differently. I root for what makes my life and my job easier. When the teams are good, that makes the radio station better. That makes the shows better. If it Like, think back to those seasons. You don't even have to go that far back, Tom, to where both teams were done by essentially Thanksgiving. Was oh, that it was, fun? It, was that fun late in the year when, you know, you had the holidays roll around and basically the football season in this town was already dead as a doornail? No, no. You, you want both teams in contention at least all the way to the end. And then if you get three bonus weeks, good. We're still talking football. As opposed to, you know, as much I'll talk on a national level, but it's nice to keep it local. Yeah, Tom, I'm with you a thousand percent. And I thank you for the phone call. Okay. Last year was great. You know, the Jets hung in it until, you know, close to the end. Giants, of course, made the playoffs. So that at least kept football talk in New York going until the middle of January. Now, look, everybody's going to talk about the playoffs, like Tommy says, in the Super Bowl, you know, because it's a national sport. But. Just to have that local flair, that's big. And I've said it many times, and, and, and tomorrow on the show, by the way, tomorrow we'll do our predictions. We'll tell you who we think is going to be. Yeah, that's right. Get the lock. Get the vault. We're putting them away. We'll give you our playoff picks, division, Super Bowl, the whole nine yards, everything. But a little bit of a teaser. Both teams, I think, are going to the playoffs this year. That's right. Give me another one. I said both teams. There you go. Two? What do you mean two? That's right. Both are going to the playoffs. Now, if I said both are missing the playoffs or one is missing the playoffs, you could say... <coughs> but I didn't say that. I think it's going to be a good football season. And no, I don't subscribe to the whole Super Bowl or bus theory. 
But it is going to be a good fall slash winter if you're a Jet fan and a Giant fan. It's almost got to be, right? It's almost got to be. And you get two good tests right out of the gate coming up here this weekend. By the way, the broadcasting for Sunday locally in New York, if you don't have the Sunday ticket, you don't have the YouTube TV, you're getting four games because the Giants are playing Sunday night, Jets are playing Monday night. So the four games you're getting in New York, you get Cincinnati-Cleveland at 1 o'clock on CBS – You get San Francisco-Pittsburgh, 1 o'clock on Fox. Philly-New England, 425 CBS. And Green Bay-Chicago, 425 Fox. What could be better than that? 